Welcome to the HorrorCon Lounge. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jeremy. And today's episode, we decided to do something a little bit different. And I think we're actually going to kind of start a series like this sporadically here and there, um, which like a celebrity spotlight type thing. And this one is Brian Bremer movies. Yeah. And I think in the next week or two, we'll be doing Johnny Depp movies. Oh, yeah. Fun. That is Jeremy's favorite actor. My man crush. Well, I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll openly say it. I am in love with Johnny Depp. So. I'm not gay, but I might have to turn gay if he were to ever come on to me. Okay. (laughs) On. I'm kidding, kidding. Today's episode, we have Pumpkinhead and Society. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do, I I want to keep saying Brian Bremer, but I really think it's Bremer is how you pronounce it. We decided to do Brian because we had the pleasure of meeting him at the New Jersey Horror Con, and he was an absolute doll um beyond beyond polite and grateful and appreciative and generous and i can't think of all of the nicest words for him he was just so sweet and he actually was one of the celebrities that went out to karaoke and not only did he just go show his face at karaoke but he was on the dance floor like all night dancing with the crowd and the fans and stuff. Um, and then afterwards, you know, Jeremy and I didn't stay until the very end of karaoke. We missed a couple songs, but we were pretty much there through the end. Well, we did miss a couple songs. So we were waiting in the hallway. And then like as karaoke finished, we saw Brian like walking down the hallway past us. And I kind of like whispered to Jeremy, I'm like, do you know who that is? That's that's Brian, you know, like I was kind of whispering to him. And then I think, I don't remember exactly what happened, but Brian approached you because you sang at karaoke, right? Right. I did. Yeah. He said that he enjoyed my singing. Yeah. So (laughs) that was just a great experience. And then the next day, our friend Abby was like, oh my gosh, if you guys haven't like formally met him, I have to introduce you. And so he did at the time express interest in potentially coming on the podcast. So we will see what we can do about that in the future. Yep. But we did just want to honor him and his movies as when we talked at the convention, uh, someone threw me under the bus and it actually wasn't Jeremy for once, but and so I haven't <laughs> seen Pumpkinhead or Society. So we picked um, those two movies for this episode. He's also in... Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, I believe. Oh my goodness. Um, I've never seen 2, 3, or 4, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't I don't love holiday movies, so with all due respect to Brian, like, I don't think I'll ever watch that. Um, but he's also in a bunch of non-horror movies. Like, he was in um, a new movie called A Miracle from Heaven. He was the grumpy old waiter in that movie. Uh, that's, that's so a, funny because he's not a grumpy person so i know so i know ironic but anyways let's get this party started well now, so 
real quick, Pumpkinhead, I had actually suggested that to you a while ago. I was going to say, did you though? Because you tell me that I'm not going to like it. Well, I was going to say, and I think that's you why tried I to... haven't. That's why I, I think you tried it. to start it and then you were like, I'm not into this at all. And then I, and I never of... once started it. Oh, okay. Then this isn't one. Then maybe I just thought you wouldn't like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because we met Lance Henriksen, who is Correct. one of the main characters. Well, I mean, the main character, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I never watched or gave it a chance because Jeremy said I wouldn't like it. And Jeremy is very good at pegging what I like and don't like. Um, I don't don't come out and say you won't like things. I come out and say that I'm not sure if you would like it. Because there's always like that rare exception or kind of the oddball that sneaks through. But a lot of times I'm like, "Mm, you might not like that one. And in this case, because it's a very slow movie. So also, we spoiler alert we've got like coming up in the next like two months we're doing another episode where jeremy picks three movies for me to watch i pick three movies for him to watch we know how well that went over last time um and i'm getting the same vibes from this time he sent me my list this morning and i'm not (laughs) feeling a single movie on that list or what was the i remember what maybe i was feeling like i say there was one that you for sure I think worth feeling because you've wanted to watch it before. Was it the, the middle one, movie? The one with Robert England in it. Oh yeah, 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 that one. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, which I was gonna use that for my Robert England episode, but okay, go off. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So, anyways, I, no way of knowing that. I was just. I'm not excited for that episode and I didn't even watch the movies. So that's fun. So before we get into it, I have a funny story that I have to tell our listeners and Kristen doesn't even know this. So we watched, as she said, Pumpkinhead and then Society. Society is a very difficult movie to find. Let me tell you. In fact, so much so, it is not streaming on any normal streaming services at least not that i could find i watched on tubi it wasn't on tubi for me it wasn't on amazon to rent it wasn't anywhere it was on the Redbox app oh that's where i watched it okay you're right i'm wrong i'm sorry that's okay Okay. that's good i'm glad you said that because i was gonna be so pissed if it was no you're right i I did remember watching it for free though that's why i was like i watched it if it's free it's on tubi at the red box app you're right go ahead so the red box app i could not download on my fire stick at all oh shit there was no way for me to get this app on my fire stick whatsoever i tried and i tried and i tried finally i was able to watch society through the web application on my fire stick and i was able to watch society as if I was watching it in dial up because it buffered for the entire movie. 
the hour and 36 minute movie took me four hours to watch it took me four hours to watch too but for totally different reasons (laughs) don't adjust your audio that was me fucking around but yes oh my god it was brutal not the movie we'll do a movie review this is separate but i don't know why it was buffering but here's the real kick in the nuts every advertisement that played played without any issues whatsoever (laughs) of course and there were a ton of advertisements yeah well that was a great story (laughs) i thought you'd appreciate that i i do oh my god if i if i got lucky i could hear like six words before it froze again oh great (laughs) so now we can get into the episode and i'll start um since jeremy had such a good experience watching society i'll let him talk about that one and i'll take pumpkin head rated r from 1988 um the genre is technically a horror slasher and the runtime is one hour and 26 minutes it has a 65% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. The budget was about three and a half million. What is your box office guess? 25 million. 4.4 million. Oh God, that's bad. Yeah. So. We're on Pumpkinhead, right? <laughs> we're on Pumpkinhead. We okay. start it. I, I want to start by saying, before I get into telling you about this plot, this movie has everything I hate about movies. <laughs> um, like weird creature, um, very felt, that's not correct grammar. <laughs> It felt very sci-fi-ish, just like these kids looked at, oh, accents, you know, I fucking love a good accent, not mm-hmm. um, weird accents, just lots of it stuff. Does, it has one element that you like. Can I finish my story, please? Sure, go ahead. Thank you. Um but with that being said, I absolutely loved this movie. Um, so much so that like I literally want to go watch the rest of the fucking Pumpkinhead movies. Nice. Look at that. So fucking good. Like I had to pause like with like 35 minutes left of the movie to just do something else. I don't remember what like I had a prior obligation and I just ran out of time um, and I really didn't want to because it was so good. Um, I, you said earlier in the episode, it felt slow or it was slow, but it didn't feel like that to me. It felt like a, just a very good movie from start to finish. Oh, good. What is the one element that I like? Revenge. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Revenge movies, I should say. Yeah. Well, I fucking love revenge in real life too. Okay. Well. So I don't want to know about that, please. <laughs> the movie opens in 1957 and you see like someone is trying to knock at a cabin and like just seek shelter inside this cabin. But 
there's a man inside with his wife and son and he's refusing to let this person in and he threatens to shoot him if he doesn't leave and then watching through a window we see our main character ed witness the man caught and killed by a monster and this is actually when you first see Pumpkinhead, which felt super early in the movie to me like Mm -hmm. that's the one negative i'd probably have to say about the movie is like it felt way too early to just show everything like that but now in the present day our main character is ed harley we find out eventually that his wife died and it's just him and his young son billy this cute little kid with these like round glasses so cute by the way you ready to hear something funny sure that was me at the age of six years old i looked like that kid did you long hair the big glasses everything like that was me (laughs) you don't wear glasses now though did your eyesight magically get better it did or i was just misdiagnosed and didn't actually need glasses but that's or or maybe you actually need glasses now and you're slacking on your health care maybe that's potential (laughs) yeah way to Um, call me out in front of the millions (laughs) the millions okay (laughs) the masses is that better (laughs) the whole three of our regular listeners all three million of them yes absolutely so ed runs a small grocery store in the country now when i say country this is like country country middle out there yeah yeah definitely And he puts Billy in charge while he runs an errand. And he tells Billy to stay inside. So there's a group of teenage city folk. And I think they're in the area kind of camping or something. They're staying at a cabin nearby. Staying at a cabin, yep. Um, And so some of them are riding their dirt bikes outside the store. And Billy goes out to look for his dog. Well, his dog got out and he started chasing after him. That's what I just said. Billy goes out to look for his dog. He chased after his dog who ran out of the store. It's the same thing. And he, he wasn't gets... searching for him. He knew where he was. <laughs> he just then why ran was he out. calling the dog's name? Because he ran out and he was trying to get him to come back in. Okay, whatever. So Billy goes out to look for the dog or whatever jeremy said and he gets chased after the dog okay (laughs) and he gets hit by one of the dirt bikes yes now to be honest i thought he died and like i was like that's a little bit dramatic he probably wouldn't like instantly i mean maybe he's a really small kid maybe he would but anyways it turns out he wasn't dead so um Everyone flees the scene except for a guy named Steve. And he is there until Ed gets back. And then. Well, so sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but. But you do. Steve and the girls are very compassionate, but the one guy who hit him has a past. Which I cover in like the next section. Got it. So he doesn't want to stick around. Go ahead. Oh, Lord. Everyone else is, they go back to the cabin and everyone else is fighting over calling the police or not. Joel is the person that hit him. 
he goes crazy and he is the one that hit the boy. I just said that. He was drunk and he's currently on probation for a similar incident in the past. And he like rips out the phone cord. He locks two people in a closet. He straight up knocks someone unconscious. Like Yeah, he goes nuts. He goes like full on prisoner. (laughs) Yeah. So then... Unfortunately, Billy does pass away. Um, oh, there's also I skipped over this really cute scene where Billy gave his dad a necklace. Um, and he gives it to him. He goes, You put that around your neck. <laughs> I'm just like, get out. No way. <laughs> just in case you didn't know. Just in case you didn't know. But anyways, um, so unfortunately billy does succumb to his injuries and passes away and then ed goes to see a witch and he offers her gold money whatever but she says she cannot bring back people from the dead and then ed's like no i want revenge and so the witch is like okay i could help you but vengeance comes with a terrible price and then so she's explaining to him you got to go to this old graveyard in the mountains and you have to dig up this corpse and bring it back to me so he's like well how do i know which one i'm digging up and she's like oh you'll know and then so he gets this like creepy ass graveyard and there's this huge like cliff like it's not a cliff what the fuck is it called like like raised section of the cemetery that's like almost like a plateau in the middle of the cemetery um and then he brings it back to the witch and she uses blood from his hand and Mm -hmm. the sun to bring this corpse back to life and it's referred to as pumpkin head it's just this creepy um demon monster creature um well there's also this like poor kid how do you i don't know how to describe him there's a kid who actually takes him to the witch who is brian bremer yes but he is is like he's a um i would say poor but he's like a nuisance like he's one of those problem child type kids but in this case he's willing to help ed because he knows something bad happened but he also he, he does wants it for money s- yeah but he also wants to see what ha- what's gonna happen you can kind of read between the lines that he wants to i don't want to say he wants to see pumpkin head but he knows about the you know legend and he kind of wants to he wants to help ed harley bring him back right so back at the cabin joel after you know Pumpkinhead has risen and stuff uh by the way Pumpkinhead is a very like xenomorph-esque creature yeah it's a good description i get those vibes very mm-hmm. xenomorphy um i love the sound effects that they make when he makes an appearance or is about to make an appearance on the screen yeah 
it's very simple, but it's very like creepy. So back at the cabin, Joel begins to feel remorse for hitting the kid and not calling the authorities or anything like that. So he decides he's going to turn himself into the police, but it is too late. Pumpkinhead already got to the cabin and shit from here goes crazy. Um, He ends up killing Steve, who was like the only fucking good person, the last Mm -hmm. person that deserves to die. Right. Um, And then we see Ed like experiencing this murder through Pumpkinhead's point of view. You almost get kind of Evil Dead vibes because they're stuck in this cabin. You just made a reaction like that's what you were going to say or what the fuck are you talking about? Pins and needles in my foot. Sorry. Oh, okay. That is not at all what I was going to say. Okay, good. So (laughs) while the campers are searching for Steve, Pumpkinhead drags away Maggie and then Ed again sees the murder through that point of view. So he ends up going back to the witch and begs her to stop. Like, can you stop this demon? Stop this monster? Yada, yada. Um, she's like, nobody can stop Pumpkinhead. And she tells Ed, like, if you interfere with the killing spree, you're going to die too. And so Joel ends up confronting Pumpkinhead. And Pumpkinhead's like, fuck you. He doesn't actually say that, but that's like, he swats away the weapon that Joel has. Right. And then well, she she tells him too that it needs to run its course, I think is her exact words. Yeah. Um, and so Pumpkinhead drags away Kim, who he just like fucking drops her from a fatal height, just bloop on the ground and splat, she's dead. Um, the three remaining people are begging the locals for help, but they are just unsuccessful and so ed is determined to stop all this madness and he arrives and shoots pumpkin head but joel checks to see if he's still alive and then pumpkin head grabs a rifle and just impales him with it so this is when bunt comes in this is the kid that jeremy was talking about earlier that kind of led Ed to the witch. He helps the two remaining people uh, go to an abandoned church. And then Bunt is telling them about the legend of Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead is basically like, God, take a shot for every time I say Pumpkinhead in this episode. Holy shit. Don't do that. You'll be, you'll probably die. You'll probably get way too drunk. So... <laughs> He's explaining the folklore that this monster is avenging anyone who was wronged. And if anyone tries to stop him or help his victims, that person becomes a marked one too. So Chris is trying to start his dirt bike and he can't because Pumpkinhead removed the chain from it. So he uh, lifts up the bike with Chris still on it and he throws it against a tree. So he then drags Chris back to 
Ed Harley's house where Tracy, Bun, and Ed are now at. So Pumpkinhead now captures Bunt, who is the kid, and Ed is stumbling out of the barn and he gets stabbed with a pitchfork. But you see both Ed and Pumpkinhead cry out in pain. And so Pumpkinhead releases Bunt. And then you kind of notice like Ed is turning more like demonic and monstrous and Pumpkinhead is seemingly turning more human. So you're getting the impression with everything that's happened so far that they are like one in the same. Right. And they realize that the only way for Ed to kill the monster is for him to die himself. So Pumpkinhead goes to kill Tracy, but before he can kill her, Ed shoots himself in the head. So that makes Pumpkinhead momentarily stop. Um, And then Ed is begging Tracy to like, kill him, finish him off, whatever. And then she ends up shooting him until him and Pumpkinhead both fall to the ground dead. So we've got Tracy, Chris, and Bunt are all still left as survivors. And then we watch Pumpkinhead burst into flames. Mm -hmm. Later that night, we see the witch bearing Ed in Pumpkinhead's grave waiting for the next person who is seeking revenge. And you see that Ed is still wearing the necklace Billy made for him. The end. Yeah. So Bunt tried to take them to the um, old church because he thought maybe like a holy grounds would be something that Pumpkinhead couldn't get to, but that ended up not working. Isn't there a spot where like Pumpkinhead takes a crucifix and like just throws it uh, no did maybe, i make that up i don't know maybe <laughs> i don't remember okay. that specifically but <laughs> i'm really happy that you like this movie because i thought this would be torture for you no not at all um so that witch's costume she's like this old haggard lady like and she didn't want him to raise Pumpkinhead. She was no. very against it. Her costume weighed 65 pounds. That's crazy. Yeah, wild. Yeah. Also, um, the dog actor in this movie, his name is Mushroom. He did his own stunts for this film. Oh, good. And he also did the stunts in Gremlins. Okay. It's the same doggy actor. Mushroom's like kind of famous. Look at that. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So this movie is based on a poem from Ed Justin. And then you actually do hear a brief portion of it in the movie. But the full thing reads as follows. Keep away from Pumpkinhead unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly dead. He's mean and unforgiving. Laugh at him and you're undone. But in some dreadful fashion, vengeance he considers fun and plans it with, pos- excuse me, <laughs> and plans it with a passion. Time will not erase or blot a plot that has been brewing 
It's when you think that he's forgot, he'll conjure your undoing. Bolted doors and windows barred, guard dogs prowling in the yard, won't protect you in your bed, nothing will from Pumpkinhead. Which mm. I think is so cute. I'm a sucker for rhyming poems, and I love it. So. Also, Brian looks the exact same as he freaking does today. <laughs> which is just crazy. It's Yeah, it is wild. So I give this like an 8 out of 10. Look at you. I'm shocked. This one's also an 8 out of 10 for me. I love this movie. It's very underrated. I think it's very underappreciated. And, you know, Lance Henriksen doing a lot of cons probably brought it to light a little bit for like horror fans. But overall, it's a very like simple, easy to get into movie that's not too long and just makes sense. I think this one has been more of a cult classic. Like it wasn't successful at first, but now it's become one of those. Both of the movies in today's episodes, I feel like are now cult classic movies. Yeah. So that brings us to Society, which is also rated R. This genre is horror mystery with a runtime of one hour and 39 minutes. It was released in 1989 overseas it did not come out in the united states until 1992 yep so it is rated a 6.5 out of 10 on imdb and a 62 percent on rotten tomatoes yep take it away jeremy well the first thing that i want to say about this movie is that i think it was unfortunately a little bit ahead of its time if this were to come out within the last like 10 years, this would probably be a huge success. Um, just because it's a, a really good storyline, I thought. And the effects aren't terrible. I mean, obviously today's special effects could do a lot for it. But overall, I thought they really did a good job of kind of putting, you know, a script to the screen. It starts out with a kid named Bill Whitney, who I thought was awesome, by the way. He's played by Billy Warlock. That's Dick Warlock's son. Yeah. Um, He was awesome. He's the main character throughout the movie. He lives with his parents and sister in a mansion. And right off the get-go, you get to see his sister showing what she's got. You've got a cute scene in the bathroom. This like creeper who you find out is her ex-boyfriend, David, is watching her. Okay. Well, his name is David Blanchard. He is kind of watching her (laughs) and he just wants to talk to her. They boot him out of the house. But you get this first sense of Billy is protecting his sister. I feel like you skipped an important part, which the movie opens, you know, with Bill having a nightmare and he ends up disclosing to his therapist that he doesn't trust his family and thinks he may have been adopted. So I was going to mention that when he was having his therapy sessions, but that's fine. Well, it's like the first scene in the movie when he says he had a nightmare. I probably didn't see it because it was buffering for 15 hours, but yeah. (laughs) 
I only remember because I've been really struggling with my personal life recently. And the very first line in the movie is, oh, it was a nightmare. And then the therapist says, what, last night? And he goes, no, my life or something. Like, I don't know. It was, I'm like, yeah, same dude. Yeah. Go ahead. But um, yeah, he doesn't trust his family. And you see that in the opening scene when they kick Blanchard out of the house. They're like, why do you keep following our daughter around? And they care about her, but they don't really pay much attention to him. It's just kind of this. And you can see it in his acting. He does a good job of kind of, you know, mentioning it. But then he goes to school the next day and he talks to his counselor, therapist. I'm not sure what what he is. Is therapist a good word? I don't know. It's probably not good for me to talk about this because it buffered for 15 hours and I had a very hard time watching it. Well, would you like me to tell them about it? Sure. So we're going to start from scratch. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Because you have me all kinds of confused, but I'm trying, if you're telling, I try not to interrupt. So um, we open with our main character, Bill, and he is having a nightmare and discloses to his therapist that he doesn't trust his family and thinks that he may have been adopted. And then we see, we have another character, his name is Blanchard. This is Bill's sister's ex-boyfriend. And he is hiding in the closet, spying on his ex-girlfriend. So he's in Bill's house. She's in the bathroom and you get to see her. <laughs> I don't want to say fully naked, but she's in like a thong and nothing else. Yeah. And then so he gets kicked out of the house and then he ends up giving Bill a tape of what sounds like his fucking family involved in an orgy, honestly. Um, and Bill begins to suspect that, okay, maybe I am right in thinking, you know, my family's kind of fucked up. Maybe I am right in not trusting them, etc. So that happened on the beach, right? Why are you so obsessed with the beach? Because that's where the tape was played. They were on the beach. It doesn't matter if the tape was played in a parking lot, a beach, a school, a prison. It doesn't matter where... <laughs> It doesn't matter where the tape was played. <laughs> Apparently the tape was played on a beach. So important to the plot of the movie. <laughs> oh my God. So Bill hurries to try to give the tape to the therapist, but when he later plays it back, the audio is now like fucking normal. And so it's about his sister's coming out party. And then Bill... And the tape is... was all altered from what he heard. Yes, it's... The audio has changed. Right. So Bill is trying to meet Blanchard to get another copy of this tape because he knows what he heard the first time, you know, and now it's fucking totally different. So... He goes to Blanchard's house and, well, actually, I don't know if it's Blanchard's house or not. He goes somewhere and he 
is trying to get another copy. He finds an ambulance and police officers and a whole big crime scene and Blanchard's crashed van. So he sees a body being placed into the back of the ambulance, but Bill can't see its face. So then we see Bill attending a party hosted by one of his classmates who confirms that the first tape was the real tape. So now Bill is, he leaves the party and he's so confused and doesn't know what the fuck is happening. And so the next day he confronts his parents and his sister. So this movie's so fucking weird. What he doesn't trust anybody. No. But, nor, nor does he have me. any reason to, I was yeah. going to say. Because when he first tried to show his therapist, wasn't his therapist talking to his dad? Like, in the other room? Yeah. Yeah. So, at Blanchard's funeral, Bill and his friend Milo discover his corpse may be fake. They say, like, he doesn't look the same as he always did. He looks different. And they go to touch him, and they poke a hole, like, right through his cheek. It almost reminded me of like House of Wax, you know, where it just like comes off. Yep. So then Bill is contacted by Petrie, who is played by Brian Bremer. And Petrie is Bill's rival for the high school president campaign. So they go to meet later on in the day. And Bill finds Petrie with his throat cut, which I wasn't expecting this scene at all. And I was very sad. (laughs) Poor Brian. I was so sad. Um, But so then he goes to get to the police. And when he gets the police and returns, the body is completely gone. Right. The next day at school, he is going crazy telling everybody like, Petrie died. I saw his body, blah, blah, blah. And sure as shit, Petrie fucking shows up alive and well. Mm-hmm. so bill goes home and he confronts his family again but he ends up being drugged with the help of his fucking creepy ass therapist so bill is taken to the hospital and he wakes up and he thinks he hears blanchard crying out but nothing is there and then Milo and Clarissa are trying to warn him, but he ends up driving back to his house anyways. And so he gets home and Bill finds this large party happening. And his therapist reveals that Bill's family and all their rich friends are actually an entire different fucking species. Well, doesn't he get home and they actually like, open up an invitation for him and they're so excited and trying to they're trying to make him become one of them because he earlier in the movie kind of said that he thinks he's adopted right so you know he's got these suspicions he already doesn't trust anybody but he also thinks that he's potentially from a poor background and living with a rich family because they treat his sister differently than they treat him right um so they bring in blanchard who is still alive and all the party guests strip to their underwear and begin shunting 
this is where they all get like physically deformed and meld into each other and they suck all the nutrients out of Blanchard's body and they basically just absorb him and their intention is to do the same to Bill but he escapes and runs around the house and he finds his family upstairs <laughs> in the same fucking activities and <laughs> he confronts Ferguson and he like reaches inside him and pulls him inside out and so Bill ends up escaping with the help of Milo and Clarissa who Clarissa is also this weird species but she has fallen in love with Bill mm-hmm. so this movie a recap does it no justice it's very fucked up there's like a scene at the beginning of the movie where you see someone taking a shower and she's got like a huge pair of tits on her back or her mm-hmm. ass is in the front whichever way it goes I don't remember um like and then there's another part where you see a girl lying on the bed and like almost like her neck is completely like the opposite way that it should be like almost like an owl how it can spin its head completely around there's a lot of like very very body horror you see there's this one point where bill calls his dad a butt face he's like you fucking butt face and then later (laughs) on in the movie you see his dad is just a giant ass with a face in the middle of it yes and there's a part where it's like oh let me give you a hand and the whole body is a hand and then each of the fingers is like another hand it's i don't know it's just it's It's bizarre (laughs) bizarre and wet and slimy and gross and it's fucking weird yes yes it was i i was not a fan i mean i could watch the last like 20 minutes of it but other than that like it was nothing special. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I would probably give it like a seven and a half out of ten. I give it a three out of ten. Wow, that's bad. Yeah. It was not a good movie. Oh, wow. I really liked it. I liked how even, different it was. Even, even with it, all the buffering? I would have enjoyed it better if it wasn't buffering for 15 hours. <laughs> yeah, so I watched this movie before Jeremy did. And I hated this, it. This and I really movie... struggled watching it. And I specifically, I struggled talking about movies that I really hate. As we all know from my Night of the Living Dead episode. Um... So I specifically told Jeremy, I said, when you watch Society, I really need you to talk about this. I really need you 100% in on Society. Take your notes. I need you to talk about Society. Like, I can't do it 100%. That's all you. And that didn't work out as planned. Well, I started talking about it and then you questioned it. So you took the lead. I didn't question it. You were questioning yourself and asking me shit. And I was like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. So <clears> all I you had to do is way. ask. Yeah. Well, um, the movie itself was 
quite interesting. Like I said this in my recap, but I think we're probably going to take that out. So I'll say it again. This movie is way ahead of its time. I think if it came out now, it would probably be more successful than it was. Because I think they could really touch up the effects. And the whole idea and the concept of the movie is the rich, you know, feasting on the poor. And that's what they're doing as they're transforming into these things. They're sucking out the life of poor people (laughs) and they're laughing about it and just enjoying every bit of it as they do it. It's totally bizarre. And that's how Bill gets pulled in because as he's questioning as he's questioning things the entire time, you know, at the beginning, he's questioning if he's adopted. And ultimately it would seem that he is not part of that family. And that's why they're going to feast on him. That was very deep. What do you mean? It was very deep, inspirational. Oh, good. I'm glad you took such a deep message from that movie. I did. That's great. I'm happy yeah. for you. It was good. I loved the butt face scene, by the way. That was fucking fantastic. When he sees his dad's face coming out of his mom's ass. <laughs> oh, so stupid. But but there was some comedy. I thought the acting was really good. Um, I thought the cast was really good, and I lo- I loved Bill's character. Yeah, he did a good job. And I mean, they had some really cute girls. There was a lot of <laughs> very pretty this, girls. Well, this this reminded me of like you know teenage years watching Cinemax late at night, hoping to see you know Skinamax was always the ongoing joke with my friends and I. Because this had a lot of skin, a lot of teasing, a lot of, I mean, that scene on the beach, that girl's got like a crazy camel toe going on with her bikini. <laughs> yeah, so um, lots of beautiful girls in this movie. Actually, Devin DeVasquez, who played um, Clarissa, like the main girl in the end. She was actually, I think, three or four years before the movie came out, she was a Playboy Playmate of the Month. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that kind of checks out. That's that's Bill's girlfriend, right? Throughout the movie? Yeah. Yeah. And she was originally supposed to be cast by Judy Aronson, who we just mm-hmm. met at New Jersey Horror Con. Uh-huh. She was Samantha in one of the Friday the 13th movies the final chapter maybe i don't know um but then things didn't work out with judy after the first couple days of filming and so she was recast by devin interesting yeah i think devin hit it okay oh yeah for sure (laughs) i mean both would have been good options but for sure yeah that was uh society two very interesting movies two very different movies yeah and society is a very slow movie so 
Get I, I warned you. I, know, I warned you about Pumpkinhead, but society was crazy slow. It it picks up the last, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes or so. But see, I, I gave it the last like 25 minutes, maybe. Like okay. It's like I don't have any issue with like the last, I mean, the effects were good for the time, the casting was good. Mm-hmm. I just if this was a short, if this was maybe like a half hour, 40 minute short film, it'd be a lot higher ranking. Like it was just too much movie for nothing. Like, yeah, it just, but that's just my opinion. It, de- it developed a very deep storyline, maybe a little too but, deep. But Apparently that's what Jeremy thought. That's not the vibe I got, but yeah, that's what Jeremy said. So if, do you have anything else to add about Pumpkinhead or Society? Uh, not specifically, no. Okay. Um, I think the guy that directed Pumpkinhead did the special effects on the thing. Don't quote me. I didn't write that down. I actually do have it written down downstairs, but shocker, I forgot to bring up my notes. Um, <laughs> How does that always happen? Because I write them down at work. And so I'll rip off my notebook paper and then I'll put it in my lunchbox, which is downstairs on my kitchen table. I see. And I'm up in my bedroom. So that's literally how it always happens. Got it. Like clockwork. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So make sure to, you know, the whole spiel, rate and review, follow or subscribe. Give us your feedback. We honestly want your feedback. We also want listener recommendations. I want to do another listener recommendation episode, but as of right now, I have two recommendations on the docket, and then I'm still, we actually did, I had a episode planned, which had three listener recommendations in it, but one of them was High Tension, which was recommended by Bob, but we already did that like several episodes ago. Right. So I was going through back through my old notes and like getting episode ideas. And then I'm like, oh, well, I guess we can cross that one off because we already did it. So we're still looking for re- listener recommendations and join us on Facebook. We have our podcast group, which is the Horror Con Lounge podcast, where you can find a schedule of our tentative upcoming episodes just to kind of give you an idea on what to watch for the upcoming episodes that way if you don't want things to be spoiled you can watch along with us and then we'll also just post specific podcast information there and then we also have our main group which is just called horror con lounge and you can also buy our merch which is um, on tpublic.com if you send us an email at horrorconlounge at gmail.com, I can send you the direct link for that. Um, or you can go to linktree.com slash horrorconlounge and you'll have links to everything that I just mentioned and more. But if all goes according to plan, next week will be our Johnny Depp Celebrity Spotlight episode, which will include tentatively edward scissorhands the ninth gate and sweeney todd so yep which one of those if you know anything about me is one of my all-time favorite movies in general 
Yes. So I, I'm excited, like just looking at our upcoming list, we've got a lot of fun things coming up and yeah. Yeah, we do. And I think, you know, you've come up with some great ideas. And then I think I was able to finally throw a few different ideas at you yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, mixing them together, I think we have a great schedule coming up, like you just said. Yeah. But, but we don't want to be the masterminds behind everything. So Kristen just touched on, you know, listener recommendations. We definitely want to, you know, hear your feedback because we did do that one episode and those movies may not have totally been our cup of tea, but they were still enjoyable. They were something different that we wouldn't have watched otherwise. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I, I really want like listener recommendations and yeah, I mean, that's about all I have for this episode. Do you have anything else to add? No, I really hope that we, so Brian Bremer um, had mentioned to us that he was willing to, you know, sit down and talk with us and answer some questions and do an interview, essentially. I really hope that we get a chance to speak with him because even if you weren't a big fan of society, it would still be fun to kind of hear some of his experiences and what yeah, he went through. And Absolutely the different roles that he's been in because I personally enjoyed both movies I've always loved Pumpkinhead I'm really glad to hear that you enjoyed Pumpkinhead because I wasn't sure and it's funny because you touched on it you're like it has every aspect of a movie that I totally hate I was trying to be super (laughs) and I had that planned I was trying to be super dramatic about it and like have you like roll your eyes at me thinking like oh god here we fucking go again this bitch like um and I forgot one of my like points of I don't like slimy things. Like the creature was a little slimy. I didn't like that really. Um, but old towns, not really my thing, you know, but I just, and the, those things are all true for the most part, but I don't, I was being extra fucking dramatic just to, you know, for the build Just to annoy me? Got it. Yes, Exactly. Well no but it's it's a good movie so now it's nice that you can appreciate it if you ever get a chance to meet lance henriksen join us next week for our pumpkin head ranking episode (laughs) 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 i'm just kidding (laughs) well actually it's funny one time i stayed at your house and i forget what we put on the tv but the second movie to come on was jason x the third movie that came on was pumpkin head like four or something totally random and i was watching it and it shut off in the middle and i'm like ah man how do i turn this tv back on and i ended up falling asleep but you know what funny enough i did actually get a new tv it's mounted on my wall um and then she's showing me out there in radio land because you can't see what she just showed me as if (laughs) The I'm not showing them. I was that. showing you. I'm talking oh, to okay. you right now as okay. a friend in response to your story, Dick. Um, <laughs> wow. But of course, I needed my dad's help to mount this TV very high up on my wall. And this TV was given to me by a very responsible family member who takes very good care of her things. So I didn't think anything of it. And then 
she uh or my dad's like yeah just to turn it on before I leave just make sure everything's working it's fine and this tv the fucking picture was broken oh no so she's like I had it less than a year what do you mean it's broken and I'm like I don't know like I didn't drop it you were with me when I picked it up did I drop the tv no no like so anyways so that is actually that's my old tv on the wall mounted now so I was faked you out but if I had a new tv you would have had a remote to change what goes on (laughs) but we're back to no remote so you got to figure out my cell phone password and have fun with that one so Mm, pass it's my birthday if you were wondering (laughs) good luck remembering it (laughs) all right well that's this is a good episode yeah. I had fun. Despite me not liking society, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. But despite me not talking about society, I did watch it. <laughs> Cause Kristen tried to I don't to fucking believe me. you, but okay. She tried to accuse me of using the wiki, which I was not doing, which is why I couldn't remember the order of the way shit happened. The fir- literally the first couple paragraphs of your retelling were literally almost word for word from the wiki article so that's no it no it wasn't because i'm watching and i didn't i didn't talk about a murderous orgy i did i just excluded the word orgy or (laughs) no i excluded the word uh murderous there you go but i will tell you like i i told you i didn't retain any of the fucking weird shit that happened in that movie that's why i wanted you to talk about it and then when you were talking about it and you started asking me questions, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is why you were supposed to talk about it. You weren't supposed to ask me questions because if you were going to ask me questions, I could have just talked about it myself. Well, so, let me tell you. I know. If I know. you had to watch the way I did you my eight forget shit too (laughs) it was bad it was worse than dial up internet and i couldn't do anything about it and i knew i had to watch the movie and there was no other options you couldn't watch it on your laptop or your phone i tried they didn't work either (laughs) it was the same thing if you didn't procrastinate until the last minute, you could have came to my house and watched it. Okay, well, Redbox needs an app because their platform sucks. They do have an app. I'm sorry your Fire Stick couldn't download it. Well, my phone can't download it either. I'm sorry your Android sucks. <laughs> Whatever. If you use the TV in your living room and not your bedroom like a normal person, you could have watched it better. I'm just saying. I'm sure uh the red box app works great on my phone and on my tv it's crazy okay um, well every other app needs to get society uh, okay go. that's a good that, solution that I'll, would solve the problem i'll take it or, i'll take it how, how does amazon not have it to rent or buy like come i would have bought it to avoid that fucking four hours of buffering well i thought that's where you were going with the store when you first told it 
you're like, <laughs> I couldn't I just... find it on this, this. I thought you were going to say you went to the store and bought it brand new for 30 bucks. And we'd be like, oh shit, I feel sorry for you. Like, it would have been better to buy it for 30 bucks. Well, I mean, it turns out you like it, so that's good, but. Yeah, it was, oh man. Yeah. It brought me back to like the days of, you know, trying to download movies on Kazaa. And you would have like 20 seconds of the movie. I and then you'd watch another seven seconds. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, we will see you guys next Monday. And thanks for joining us. Let us know if oh, you. Hey. We have not mentioned Monstars toys in a while. Go ahead and mention them. Be sure to check out Monstars. That is Paul. Um, they have a great selection of toys. Vintage, classic, new stuff. They're in German? Scranton? It's what is Dixon that considered? City. Dixon City. There you Scranton. go. One of those, one of those towns. Uh, I think he's got another location somewhere in like New York or something too, but yeah, it's not called Monstars. I think it's called um, Amok Toys. That's yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. But and then also check out Scott Hewitt. He's out near Scott's, Gettysburg. Scott's Variety Shop. Scott's Variety Shop. You got it. He's Monsters got all is- kinds of. He creates things from scratch, and there's so many cool things to check out with Scott. So, yeah, check him out. Scott's Variety Shop is how it's spelled, how it sounds. S C O T T apostrophe S Variety Shop, and then Monstars is M O N S T A R Z. So, check out those two shops if you're into horror collectibles toys anything like that and Mm -hmm. let us know if you guys watched Pumpkinhead or society what you thought about both of them um and yeah just let us know and we will see you next monday when we explore some johnny depp movies potentially if all All goes according to plan (laughs) and we'll see you next monday <laughs> you need help. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>